Hey, 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 this is K and you are listening to the Independent Musician Podcast. Today I'll be having a chat with my brother Aaron Sarkar, Sarkar Music. He is a songwriter, a producer and an independent artist from Detroit, Michigan. It's going to be an interesting one, man. Let's get it. There he is. What's up? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so let me just kick it off with uh, telling you a little about the podcast. Like, what is it about? Um, so this is basically, so I'll be naming this the Independent Musician Podcast. <laughs> so I'll be having um, different artists, different producers, engineers on this one. Uh, it's So I uh, it's a fine line. I don't want to be someone like Joe Rogan or something just to like, you know, sit down and keep kicking on podcasts and everything else. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out getting in touch with good people like me who are independent. And that's about it, man. So we can speak about a lot of uh, shit that goes around in music, like who we are as human beings, what do we do in music, how do we come up with music? Yeah, that's that's the basic concept. So yeah, what's up? Uh, tell us a little about yourself, bro. Who are you? Who is um, Aaron Sarkar? Who is Amit Sarkar? <laughs> yeah, man. So um, basically, uh, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, my family is from Kolkata. They came here um you know oh, okay. before i was born and um yeah man um music producer rapper um community activist i'm a lot of things i guess so uh you said your parents are from india kolkata we are yeah uh, you were born and raised in detroit michigan I was, how yeah. how does it all connect together how do you uh, come across like both of these cultures the indian culture the american culture well i mean I- I, I had I had the uh, I guess blessing of of understanding my Indian culture more too because I always went to India as a kid. Um, I, I would right. oftentimes go to you know Kolkata, Guwahati, Mumbai. So I I I, I was able to really uh, understand the culture that that way. Um, and then Detroit's kind of like uh, a completely it's a completely different thing, you know. Um, but but yeah. now <laughs> I feel like you know because of globalization, because of the internet because of all of that everything is becoming interconnected you know there's indian restaurants yeah, and indian yeah. stores everywhere now so exactly yeah there's there's so many similarities that go up when i was a kid there was like a couple bullshit restaurants now they got good restaurants so things are good okay <laughs> so people would be appreciating people would be appreciating stuff from india like restaurants the culture oh, of I course mean, yeah of course man yeah so you said so Tell us a little about your music influence. So uh, you said your family, there's a lot of musicians in your family. Mm-hmm. How how do you, how does that influence your um, take in music? How did you start in music? Sure. So I guess, yeah, I mean, uh, referring to my family, like my dad w- was a, a classical Hindi, Bengali, and Assami singer and harmonium player. Um, and he worked like closely with people like Bhupan Azaraika and different musicians like that in India. So I guess that sort right. of was my initial uh, influence uh, or maybe made me love music. I was put on stage when I was three years old because, because of the wow. nature of my family. <laughs> um, so, Shit. Yeah, I was practicing. Did you, did you ever not get stage fright? Not anymore. Never. Not anymore. I, wow. did, I did when I was three. I did when I was three. I got scared right. as shit. But um, right. but now um, now <laughs> yeah man you started off pretty early like you got a pretty good boost three years old man I didn't know what I was doing when I was three <laughs> and, and and it wasn't like I was doing big events right maybe like Still, Hindi man, I mean, yeah. like 
Indian functions, stuff like that. Okay. Um, but but it, but it introduced me to what I was doing, and then by the time I was eight, I was doing like you know proper events and stuff like that. Sick, man. I mean, uh, I could only imagine having a family who has so much diverse involvement into the music industry. Like at least music, not the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that that makes a huge difference, bro. I mean, uh, understanding the whole music concept, like you have it in your genes. That's that is what I mean. That's true. And all the That's men, sick. not just on my dad's side of the family, right. but on my mom's, mom's side, side of the family. Yeah. They're they're all they're all mu- Every man is a musician in my family, and like um, I have an uncle on my mom's side who's worked with like Simon and Garfunkel. On my dad's side, worked with Bupanazarike, and like my dad mm-hmm. used to play with Ravi Shankar when wow. Ravi Shankar would come to the U.S. and stuff. Wow. Well, and that that influence really came from my neighborhood, man. Like we um the the community I grew up in was hip hop. Hip hop was exactly. a part of the culture and yeah. You know, that's that's where it happened. That's sick, man. Your, your nieces look pretty uh, adorable. I mean, I saw the videos and the pictures yeah, you sent the other day. Man. <laughs> yeah, I love, man. I love I love I love my nieces, man. The, the, dude, Tupac has so much influence in my family. So my sister named her my sister named her first son after Tupac, right? Whoa! Like my nephew's name is my nephew's name is Amaru, like Tupac Amaru. Shit, that's sick. <laughs> and then and then on my bro, my niece is born the same day of Tupac. Wow! I mean, I can only imagine <laughs> the kids growing up. <laughs> Yo, Tupac that's is sick, just man. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's weird for like a typical Indian family. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that Tupac would have that much influence on my family, but right. for my, my my elder sister to literally be naming her kid after him, that's a huge deal, man. Uh, I mean, her friends could yo. be their friends could be like, oh damn, this is somehow somehow related to Tupac. I mean, like, yo, what's up? That, that's so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I was a little kid, I used to be like, Sarkar is Shakur in Bengali. Wow. <laughs> no, just just try to just try to link it in, man. <laughs> I just made that shit up, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yo, uh, okay. So since you're linked, so you you have your roots, your origin from India. Do you speak Hindi in any manner? Like, how much Hindi can you speak? None. Not very, not very well, man. I understand it well, but okay. um, I don't speak it very well. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand quite a bit. Like, if, okay. if, if people are talking, she, my girl gets annoyed at me with me all the time because she'll start speaking in Hindi, thinking she Assuming can trick me. You won't know it, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, look, I know what you're saying. You can't, you know? <laughs> you can't trick me. You can but, fuck with me like that. Yeah. But then I'm going to respond in English, you know? Okay. So you can't actually, you can't actually speak well in Hindi. Not a lot. Not a lot. I feel like I'm, maybe it's more of a nerve issue than anything else and just like a comfortable. I'm not right, that right, comfortable right. speaking. Makes sense. I understand enough of it that I probably can, you know? And then like, um, when I need to incorporate it in songs, I can write parts that make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I, so, I heard it on Sanivar. Yeah, and I have a lot more uh, uh, on other songs. I'm I'm singing in Hindi on the next music video we're releasing. So 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 uh, it's there. I think it's more just like I don't speak it that often. So okay, that was a good transition into me asking you. So you so so people who don't know, Aaron just came up with this new song called Sanivar, which is Saturday, of course. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so we come back to a little and, and more. And if you could refer to me as Sarkar Music, I think that's better okay. because nobody, Aaron's like no one my knows government Aaron. name. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarkar Music. Okay. Uh, Only my friends know that name. Does Does Aaron. anyone know you even have Indian origin name, Amit? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> 
I think it was, I mean, Sarkar is an Indian origin name. Right. Amit, so the first time when yeah. I heard Amit, I'm like, so... You can call me, yeah, yeah, you can, we can tell them my, you can tell them my name, right, but right. normally I would refer to me as Nah, Sarkar. man, the first time I came across you on the group, like, uh, during the introduction, I'm like, okay, this dude is from Detroit, he, so I, I saw Sarkar in your name, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I might be missing something. He might be from India or I don't know. But then you said my name is Amit Sarkar. I'm like, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was good. That was That's good. the real name, bro. Right. Okay. Uh, switching back to that thing. So how do you feel about today's music culture? Like the scene around the world, whether it be hip hop, general, like how do you feel about it? Music in general or hip hop or? Hip hop, music, like, so basically we do hip hop, rap and everything. But in general, like, how do you feel about the music scene? Like, the, how the technology is helping that? How are people coming up? Yeah, I mean, um, there's pros and cons to everything. Uh, what I love about what the technology is doing is it's making everything so, so global. Right. Um, Way more you know, I'm seeing the impact. I'm seeing the impact that hip hop's having all over the world now, that music's having all over the world. Um, the internet's allowing, like, a random guy from Tennessee to collaborate with a dude in Gujarat and uh so that's beautiful um the music that is most popular right now this isn't my favorite era in music mm -hmm. um as far as especially if we're talking about like mainstream u.s music this isn't okay. my favorite era in music but also you have to develop and you have to appreciate it this is what exactly you know the younger generation loves so um i respect it but i prefer the era of when people like Nas and Eminem. Exactly. And Thank you. That's Thank my. You for that's us. that's yeah. what I think is my favorite era of hip hop. But um, mm -hmm. it's still good, man. I feel it's still good. Yeah, I mean, it's still good. Uh, so you can definitely hear artists uh, who have similar. So you have that influence in yourself. Uh, but you could be doing a different sort of a music. I have, of course, I resonate to the people who came back then. Um, there are so many artists, like there's Corday, there's YBN Corday, if you know him. Um, his vibe, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that dude is uh, so good. I mean, like, he's just 20, 21. But his style of music is basically all the whole school shit. Like, you have Nas reference in that. You have Exactly. Art. I mean, yeah, that's so fucking good, man. Exactly. I mean, I'm not really a fan of the... Lil Pump, Lil Uzi Wood era uh, shit that these people ride on. I mean, I'm not really a fan of. <laughs> I actually, my, I don't know him really well, but um, because of a program I was part of in Philadelphia, okay, uh, before he got famous, like I knew Uzi Vert, um, and he, he 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 he's a chill guy. Um, I like I I wouldn't say it's my favorite music, but but you wouldn't hate it. My grandparents would be fucking pissed off if they heard Eminem and Ludacris. <laughs> what the fuck is oh, this okay. shit? And to me, okay. it's amazing. To me, it's, oh, this is awesome. So yeah. um, so I don't want to be a grandpa to the future generation. You know what I mean? I got to embrace right. it. We got to evolve. We got to respect it. We don't have to like it. True. But uh, I'm sure that the people who are older than us listen to the stuff that we like. And they're like, what the yeah. fuck is this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's a good perspective. Like when we were young, we used to be like, okay, Eminem and everyone is good. Uh, but our grandparents were uh, messed up. Like, even uh, our could you imagine how our our grandparents would have responded to this guy, uh, you know, talking about <laughs> clitorises on the radio? Yeah, like, man, like that's uh, fucked up. I stumbled upon Lil Pump's Instagram profile about two days back and I'm like, let me just see. This dude has so many followers. I'm like, let me just see what's up. The third Huge. post on his Instagram says, I eat ass for breakfast. 
<laughs> I be like, bro, like shit. And there's people commenting, no, you're lying. I'm like, are you crazy, bro? <laughs> What is happening? He like, might this- really eat ass for breakfast. He might. He might. Bro, that- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up and, shit. It, but also. From an entertaining entertainment perspective, disregard the music. His music is simple. It's basic. It's right. catchy. It's 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 corny. It's But modern, yeah. have you yeah. seen the drug addicts music video? That is no no. Lil Pump makes a song called Drug Addicts, and in the music video, Charlie Sheen, who is like a legendary like drug addict, is in the music Whoa. video rolling around in a wheelchair in a hospital with Lil Pump by his side. Like um, he's an entertainer. Lil Pump is an entertainer. Mm-hmm, There's a, he's yeah. very entertaining. I've watched right. his music videos for entertainment purposes. Is he stupid? Yeah, but he's doing what he does and he's making money doing it. So do I appreciate him from a music perspective? No, but do no, I understand yep. why he's doing what he's doing? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure his great grandkids who are still fucking benefiting from the money he makes from this bullshit will understand too. You yeah, know? man. Yeah, man. He has to be smart. For... He has to be smart and not get taken advantage of, because the industry right. will take kids like that, hustle them, and then 20 years later they don't have anything to show for it. So as long as he capitalizes it on it and um, it's entertainment, it's business. Is it my favorite? No, but do I hate him for it or have disrespect towards it? Probably not. Nah, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's there. It's cool. I mean, and it's it's a good source for people to get inspiration from. Like the music videos these guys do, these guys do. Uh, it's a good source for people to get inspiration for their music as well. I mean, not make similar sort of music. When I was a kid, yeah. When I was a kid, I mean, I shouldn't say this because older people will get mad at me. But I remember when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, no oldies on my podcast, and that's good. <laughs> no, there was a lot of stupid music in my generation too, though. Like all of a sudden, Mike Jones, who Mike Jones, who. That's all he fucking said. Right. So 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 we can't act like new music is is uh garbage, garbage and old yeah. music is great. Like 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 do you guys remember shaking your laffy taffy? Music has <laughs> had corny music for a long, yeah, long time. For a long no, time. Nothing to do about that shit. And, it is and then subjective. people are acting like these rappers are weird for wearing dresses and shit. But boy George was doing that shit in the 80s. Like this isn't mm. this isn't new. This yeah, is just it's been like around. uh <laughs> it's been around for a long time bro i've seen yeah. uh, so why people do you encode for a long time yeah man i mean uh, i mean so people judge people uh, especially rappers on the way they look the way they dress the way they have their hairstyles and everything um i came across this profile why be encode uh, he posted a picture with his girlfriend that tennis player naomi uh, Os- i don't know what's her last name naomi osaka osaku something Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah and the people uh, who follow naomi they were like is this the guy you want to get along with like is this the guy you want to be with i mean i'm asking myself why just because he has a messed up modern type looking hair do you look at him like a trap trap rapper <laughs> like you know that modern vibe people judge people based on their looks how they look unless that, that is so messed up i mean uh, you don't judge a rapper on the basis of how he looks like what's his skin color and everything and that's so fucking messed up man But those guys are also they're looking that way for a reason. Like I don't think that it's a shock that majority of the people who are famous in music now their faces have so many tattoos and yeah. stuff. Uh, it looks Savage. like a, like yeah. like a desk in the hood. It's okay, it's cool. I have no disrespect for it, but I think they do it for the attention. Like like um they what do they say? 
bad publicity is good publicity good. and good it's publicity, publicity is no publicity at all. Right. Because people mm-hmm. want they want to be talked about. They like they they expect what's happening. They, they they're doing it on purpose, I think. I mean, yeah, I I get the whole concept around it. So even for for the Lil Pump scenario, I'm sure you would have seen the interview with J Cole. Like they both sat down. J Cole uh, had a track, yeah, man, uh, nineteen uh, nineteen eighty five. That song. They had a discussion mm-hmm. around that. So they sat down and had a whole interview with Lil Pump. I didn't watch the whole interview, but I'm like, yeah, man, this is true. So you're riding the waves. The new the new artists who ride the waves, who ride the trends, and eventually they drop, like. that is how it goes right yeah but it's always been like that it's not just with new artists like you'll hear about artists who will have a hit i mean one hit wonder that's almost everybody you know what it means so- no 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 i'm i'm speaking about i'm speaking about these artists who uh just rap shit like they don't even rap i mean the mumble rap shit and everything yeah. so they have trends they have these uh, people these kids looking up to them and they're like okay i'm i'm trending this is what i do i eat ass for breakfast and i'm cool about it <laughs> <laughs> this is what i do but yeah man i mean you have time and after the time when it goes when you when you don't have that you spend that money on that bentley or that mercedes but you didn't buy a house yeah it's a waste yeah, exactly That's what I'm saying man this is fucked up scenario. You know. Put put the money in a mutual right. fund, you know what I mean? Invest that shit. Exactly. Like like um you know buy there's fixed income house. mutual funds out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you can buy your mama house, but even then um you want to make sure that it's in the right neighborhood so that it doesn't depreciate exactly. in value. Right. But um yeah, you got to make wise investments, man. You're not just not just right. wasted on stupid shit. You dude. know, they're just probably spending it on buying out the bar yeah, and, and, and a lot of things up. that they're not going to have anything to show for later man totally you know got to be careful but there's even rappers who were great rappers and entertaining rappers and and, and really brilliant who are worth like negative 10 million dollars now wow <laughs> one of my favorite rappers like DMX man like complete that because of things like drug addiction and child mm. support and all these different things so so yep. knowing how to spend money is important whether or not you rap well you know what i mean right makes sense um okay uh how do you feel about covid-19 bro like how has it affected you so how do you feel about the current scenarios that's going around in the world that's covid-19 that's politics this the black lives matter movement like how, just just enlighten us a little about how does it feel in detroit definitely man this is definitely a crazy uh time in history i've talked to like people in their late 80s who are like i've never experienced a time in history this crazy mm-hmm. um so for me being younger it's like you know it's the craziest time for me but for them being almost 90 and saying that it's the craziest time for them too this is clearly a crazy time in history um yeah. you know when we talk about covid um yeah um there's so many different ideas of what could be going on i don't I, i don't know i just hope that we control it you know manage it things are starting to do significantly better in the us finally um mm-hmm. like we crossed okay. over That's 6 great. million we crossed over 6 million cases but we were averaging like 70,000 cases per day and now we're averaging i think closer to like 30,000 so things are significantly better people are going out in public now we have to wear masks and stuff and we have uh but things are starting to get normal initially when detroit first got hit it was one of the worst cities like it, it just got smashed um but the right protocol was followed and things are starting to get better so um mm-hmm. yeah um regarding the black lives matter movement man i was in an interview yesterday with uh 
my friend okay. Ricky Burchell, who's the director of a film I'm working on, and um, you know, he's a black man and somebody I've known since mm-hmm. I was a little kid, but he was saying, you know, this has been an issue for a long time. Now it's starting to it's become a yeah. such a public issue and it's getting the attention it needs and it needs a bit more attention. But um, right. black people have not been treated very well in America for a long, 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 long time. Long black people yeah, have been man. getting killed by cops for stupid ass reasons in America for a long, 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 Yeah, long man. Time. We see it every single day on the internet, like Instagram people. It's bullshit, about man. The shit, way- like, cops are asking. So yeah, black man. lives definitely matter. This movement is extremely important, but this isn't a new issue at all. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been around. And, and, and so what I've been trying to focus on doing, obviously things are crazy, but like you can either try to make a difference in the midst of it and learn from it and become stronger or let it mess your head up. And I've been focusing on, right. you know, being stronger. We started a program we, where we sent 4,000 tablets into like Rikers Prison, which is one of the biggest prisons in the U.S., and we're like nice. we're using hip hop music as art therapy to help people that mm. incarcerated people there and things like that. So we're doing what we can to, um, you know, I've been to protests, I've 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 done speeches at protests. So we're doing right. what we can. We just released a uh, a music video actually with Lavelle Jackson of the Dramatics and myself did a song about this. Oh, so okay. so uh, when when did it come out? Um, it was hit, it was on his platforms, but it was maybe like a week ago. Oh, that's sick. Can you, uh, so, so you're on the song, you're saying? You were featured on the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is, what is the song about? Uh, Yeah, but it was one of those, it was one of those COVID projects, basically. Like, Mm. there was a music video. The song, I I felt like everything Lavelle did was good, but the music video was very choppy. Um, just because of the nature of everything going on right now. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you even mentioned uh, you had your... Um, so, during the protests were going on, you had all the tear gases and everything, the, the cans throwing around around yeah, your neighborhood, man. I think. Yeah, you were messed up with that shit. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a crazy time, dude, in the US. Um, but in the whole world, man. I it mean, is, uh, is, yeah. COVID has had a significant impact on India. Um, it, so, India's closing up to America right now. So, the daily cases that we are getting is ridiculous. I mean, uh, people yep, are getting out. I know. Uh, so, yeah, man, and people are getting out. People aren't wearing masks. And there are people getting, uh, you know, there's jobs which have been resumed. I mean, the economy's fallen down. Uh, India is currently facing a recession, uh, which is messed up. I mean, uh, yeah, man, job, <laughs> people losing jobs, uh, people committing suicides. That's a whole different scenario. Like, it's so fucking messed up. Yeah, no, suicide rate is up like crazy here, and so many people lost their job. We have the yeah. highest unemployment rate in the U.S., even higher than 2008, bro. Wow. So this shit is it, next it, level. So it's the highest in the U.S., you know what I mean? Like, like it, no, it's things aren't doing great here, but the difference is we have certain infrastructure and certain things in place here. Um, right. Which like, make a difference. Unemployment insurance and things like that, mm-hmm. that for the time being are making things seem better than they actually are. But unemployment insurance isn't going to last forever. And when that shit runs out, man, either yeah. we're going to have it's recovered and things will be back to normal or things are going to be fucking horrible. You get even fucked. Yeah. Whereas, like, in India, I don't know if you guys have things like unemployment insurance and stuff like that. Like, so it's a I mean, we... I mean, it's a controversial topic. You have all the PM care funds. So you have the prime minister uh, putting up funds and everything. You have people donating there. But even we have um, scandals going around. Like people aren't sure about what's happening with that money. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't course. speak a lot of politics about. I'm not a guy who speaks a lot of politics because uh, you know how you never goes. know what's happening with that money, man. It's yeah, the same man, way here. I mean, they put five trillion dollars into the economy, but here in the US. Yeah, you you would be seeing what's the scenario right now in India. Like you have the Sushant Singh uh, Rajput case going on. You have Riya Chakraborty. I mean, the media is so messed up. Uh, they are just showing this dead celebrity who committed suicide, and they are about it. That's all. They aren't showing what's actually going on in the country. Exactly. And one of the most important times in history was so much going on, and that's all they care about. You know what I mean? It, yeah, they, man. The, the, I mean, the media uses things to distract us, man. And I feel yeah. horrible about what happened to Shashank Singh. Like that's that's sad. And this that's whole situation is yeah. horrible. But but there's millions of people dying, man. Exactly, but you couldn't monetize on a debt. So this is what I believe, man. I mean, uh, an artist who is alive is nothing but an artist who is dead is a commodity, and these people thrive on it. I'm like, shit, bro. I mean, people are committing suicides. There's rapes. Uh, the amount, the the frequency of rapes happening in India that's been risen up, and it's so fucking messed up. People losing jobs. There's political issues going around, and these people are focused on these celebrities using as distractions. I'm like, bro, this is a messed up time. It's sad, man. It's it's uh, it's a crazy time in history, but basically we just have to do the best we can to just continue right. to persevere and create positivity in the midst of it. That's all we can do, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Has has COVID affected you in any manner, like you as your career or anything in that? Manner? Yeah. So I, I have. Uh, it, it was hard for me. My my uh, poetry teacher from high school, one of my closest teachers, he he was seventy, but he died from COVID. And oh, then an- another That's close friend of mine, um, who's also the father of uh, one of my friends, he was in his 50s. He died from COVID. Um, tons of people have had COVID. A lot of my friends have had COVID. So, um, yeah, no, it definitely is. It's just to- a sad thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anyone personally who doesn't know, at least know one person who's died from COVID at this point. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 get back to the podcast. Let's bring the energy back. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, let's speak about the songs you've made, bro. I mean, how many? So, um, so I've come across your songs. So, tell us how many songs, EPs, or singles or albums you've put out. Like, how many pieces are there out there? Yeah. So the amount of content that I've released in comparison to the amount of content that I've made, like I probably have like three hundred mm-hmm. unreleased songs still. Wow. Like that, I, that I make music twenty four seven. So um, between all the soundtracks and everything else that I made, I have so much unreleased content. Um, but released, mm-hmm. I've released a lot. I don't know how much I've released, um, but I have a lot that's yet to come. That's way better than anything else I've I've released. So um, yeah, man. Let's 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 dive on to Shanivar, Shanivar, Shanivar. <laughs> uh, so your recent song, Shanivar, how was it like? Uh, let take us behind the scenes. Tell us a little about the song. What is the concept about? How many people were involved in the project? How I really like the video, bro. I really like the concept, the shooting and everything. Like that was really good. Thank you. Tell us a little about the whole project. Yeah, man. So the initial idea for the song itself. My girl was giving me like some Hindi lessons, and she was teaching me like uh, the days of the week, literally. And then, and then, and oh. then, she, and, and, and then, and then she was like Shani Var, and I was like, 
Even when it's so far apart, like it's shiny far. And she was like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to teach you Hindi, asshole. And I was like, no, I got a chorus. I got to go. But um, yeah, I got I got a song to record. <laughs> and I literally made this song based off entirely, entirely wow. off of that. And then and then if you listen to the verses, which um, I mean, a lot of people don't pay that much attention to what's being said in the verses of a rap song. But if you listen to the verses, I make so many cultural references from to Yo-Yo Honey Sting, to Shah Rukh Khan, to Virat Kohli, yeah. to um, every Indian girl that I think is beautiful in Bollywood. No, not everyone. Only three, but but um, yeah, man. Would you Would you like to name the three? Uh, Priyanka Chopra, uh, Ashura Rai, and, and, and Zareen Khan. Zareen Khan, damn. yeah, man. You got some taste, boy. She's fine, <laughs> bro. She's got that smile. Yeah, yeah for sure. Pretty smart, yeah, man. There's, but there's I say that with complete respect, by the way. I respect mm-hmm, yeah. all women, women um, in general. Yeah, yeah man. People, course. people mistake it to objective. Like people mistake it as us objectifying women. Like, yeah, we're not doing no. that. It's fine. No, yeah. there, there's an element of entertainment um, mm. where you say things that may be kind of silly or catchy. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I love my mom more than anybody yeah, else. Man. So exactly, we were I will never women. disrespect women. Exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we got the uh, concept behind the song. So who who produced this? Record? Yeah. So so that's how the song started, mm. and then the music video. I got a friend named Joshua Starks who is a music video director out of Detroit. Um, so we that that's where the idea for the lyrics came from. Myself and a guy named um, Akum, we produced the record, um, and then um, after that. Basically, the music video concept, my friend Joshua Starks out of Detroit and myself, we're just kind of like playing around. Like, what, what should we do with this concept? Because the original idea for the music video was completely different. I was like, I was thinking about doing something much more general. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of came and incorporated all this humor. And we did a short film together where I was the mm. star and it was like right. all comedy. So he was, was like, sick. Aaron, you're, you're hilarious, bro. Let's incorporate this humor into this project into the music video yeah and, and he's the music video producer and mm. then uh, a lot of the ideas were mine um but he incorporated a lot and the the cast of the music video i mean it was produced by my friend directed by my friend the cast were basically my friends and my family like in the scene where wow. the old lady i'm going down the stairs in my nasa onesie and then i hit the bong and then i yeah. look and there's like an old lady that that's that yeah. that's my elder sister in makeup man like the pizza oh, guy, shit. that's my nephew, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, like um, the black dude standing up. That's my best friend since we were eleven, man. Like the guy in the chicken suit. Wow. Like I was the best uh, friend in his wedding. Yeah. Like, like that was my crew, so man. That's, shit, that's dope, bro. So I mean, it's my I friends those, getting those together and having artists. a fucking good time, pretty much, bro. Um, the main girl from Endercore, like that, that's a good friend of mine yeah. too. So it was just it was just a bunch of friends wow. hanging out, man, and making some some dope concerts. That that is that is what that is what is really good about uh, making music. Like it brings people together. I mean, even people appreciate the whole uh, concept of you being the whole artist creating all this um, project together. Like it, it it's a whole different feeling. Yeah, man, I would have venture. And then like the the fire thrower. Um, yeah, Cinder, yeah, who, like she, yeah. That that's my friend too, man. Wow. So, so I, was, I honestly didn't just, think it was all friends. I was I was thinking maybe they would be paid actors or something. Like you know, you get people. There was uh, no paid actors in that video, man. They they wow, were all just sick, my crew, man. man. Those are all, 
Those are my people. And then, and then, so I didn't know Cinder that well. The girl, the the blonde girl in the store scene, who mm-hmm. also reappeared on the bus, on the bus, um, yeah. Nikki Case. That's that's my homie. She helped me get a lot of these people too, and some of them kind of became my friends in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone there was either a friend or a friend of a friend. And then right. a couple of the people, I put a Facebook post out. And I was just like, yo, who wants to be in the video? And then some people came voluntarily for yeah. that. But there was mm. no uh, there was paid no actor. paid actors or actresses. That's sick, bro. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been over a month you put out the project. How long has it been? Mm-hmm. A month, right? How, how was we, the feedback? We dropped it on, like, August 3rd. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a month. Yeah. So how, how is the feedback from your listeners, like, so far? The feedback so far has been good, man. Um, everybody likes it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my, if you were to say it as a song, I've had people that are like, hey, Aaron, you know, this song is just kind of catchy and corny. It's not my favorite song by you. And I'm just yeah. like, you think, I don't, you think I don't know that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean like, yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. I'm the artist, um, man. I, I've created it. I know it better than anyone else. <laughs> I, I understand that. I have other songs that are a lot deeper. Won't Stop is way deeper. I, ha- I have all sorts of content that is more lyrical and more exactly. uh, being a proper MC. But this is about having fun. And that, that was the purpose fun, yeah. of this. You can't be putting shit that is monotonous, that has similar uh, style. Like, you can't be every lyrical every single time. You have to experiment with your art. Like, be versatile about it. And that's a good thing. I mean, not, not a lot of people fuck with it. So there could be a lot of listeners who'll be like, Aaron, this project wasn't that tight. Like it didn't have any lyrics in it. I fucked with your other project. Don't stop. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's but, good. Yeah. But Shani Four got way more views and way more clout, way more than, than Won't yeah. Stop. Like there's a purpose in that. It, it's reaching a way broader audience. Um, mm. Jadakiss throwing the shit all over his Instagram. Drama Boy who produced hits for Drake and Egos. And all these guys are co-signing this song. None of them co-signed. Um, my other music videos exactly so yeah. that in itself says from a commercial perspective i'm doing something um mm. zane malik tweeted that shit you know what i mean yeah like 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 uh so somebody likes it you know what i mean yeah um i mean it's fine somebody yeah, people, likes it. yeah yeah people have a plan like even you so when you made the record you probably would have like you would have had a vision like how do i want the song to perform who is the target audience for this song? Like, not everyone could be the target audience for the song. The target listener, right? I mean, people exactly. don't really understand. Yeah, people don't really understand that. I mean, artists like you and me, people who create stuff, that's a whole different scenario. Uh, but people don't really... And a lot of people don't know. Like, well, no one knows. I made Shuddy Bar in 2017. And I was just performing it at shows, bro. Like, for fun. Like, I made it out of a song based on a conversation I had with my girl about Hindi. And then oh, I was okay. performing it. And as soon hmm. as that song and that beat and that record would go on, motherfuck, people went nuts. And I was like, oh, I didn't even... <laughs> American people who don't know any idea what I'm talking right. about, they loved hmm. it. So then I was hmm. like, oh, this needs to be, this, this needs to this be a needs single to be a, because everybody's yeah. loving it for this much time. Like Richard Pryor's son, Richard Pryor Jr. loved the record when he heard mm-hmm. it. Like, like so many people were like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a." Bu- when are you gonna release Shunivar? So finally, I'm like, <laughs> okay. And 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 if you this... look at my set when I perform, about eighty percent of the songs I perform have never been released, and I do that on mm-hmm. purpose. And they're all copywritten, but I'm testing them. I'm seeing what people like. So, um, 
you know, and then and then it becomes a music video and and everything else, yeah. That's, that's dope. It's the tip of the iceberg, man. I mean, we started, but the next music video is way better, man. It's uh, the next project that we got coming is uh, what? What is it about? Then, so, so my next two releases. The first release is called Fire Girl, and then after that, I got a song called Bong Boy, wow. which is which is like a K City anthem. Like, um, I'm kind of touching my roots. I got my cousin rapping in Hindi. I'm si- I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, my cousin's rapping in Bengali on Bong Boy. I'm singing in Hindi on Fire Girl, but I'm you're only, singing in Hindi. Yeah, Yo, I'd for, love to listen to that. Only like for five, <laughs> only for like five seconds. You know what I mean? Part Still, the- man. I mean, yeah. But it's a small part, but but it's there, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when is it coming out? Uh, you all shot the music video yet? Yeah, so we'll have everything ready to go on September twenty seventh for Fire Girl, and then um, we don't have a release date yet. And then pretty soon though. And then I got I got songs I just did with Kid Vicious, who's Royce the Five Nine's brother. I'm releasing that this week. Wow! So I got like a bunch of songs. I'm going to do like a Spotify, like focus on Spotify for a little while. Yeah. And then I, I probably, was going to get on that topic. So what I happened was I got, I got on your profiles. I was like searching through your stuff. I was like, let me, let me just go through your stuff. What songs have you put out? I did go on your Spotify profile, but I didn't find any songs. I'm like, he might have not ventured onto Spotify yet. I probably, you would be planning on to like getting onto Spotify and Apple music and everything. I'm on Spotify. I'm definitely there. If you Google, Star but not music, all of your music everything. is on it. Yeah. So during this duration of my career, it becomes like now I'm taking everything and putting it down on one platform. So it's it's fucked Stuck me up music. because mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucked me up because I uh, I sort of because my name's changed so many times over the last say decade. Yeah, but the so last this, now now I'm focused. So you you're planning to put out music on Spotify, etc. I'm going to re-release everything that I have released on other platforms on Spotify. And mm. then I'm also going to be dropping like a song a week for a while. Just on Spotify, Pandora, um, all that kind of stuff. What is the music streaming service apart from uh, Spotify and Apple Music, which is good enough for people use it a lot in the US? I think Spotify is the biggest and the best, especially for independent right. artists. I would say Spotify's hands down, hands down, the best, man. How, how is how is Tidal, Pandora, and everything? Tidal and Pandora and all of them, they're trying, but I think I think that if, especially it, yeah. if we're talking about from an independent artist, Spotify is the best to me. Mm. Tidal okay. is good, but Tidal is like even Jay Z sold the majority of his shares in Tidal, so obviously he realizes. It's not so the it's best a thinking. Yeah, it's not the best thing. Makes sense. Yeah, man. I mean, when I was releasing my song, it, it was a whole different uh, struggle to get all of these, you know, like get my single on all these platforms, getting it on Spotify. Apple, it, it was a pain in the ass, man. My song is probably still not on Amazon Music, Tidal and, and all that shit. I'm still waiting. Oh, shit. So, so for me, it'll be weird. Like, I can send you the links to all those platforms. My songs are on everything. It's just... I didn't, I didn't, because I didn't structure things properly. So now, like you didn't brand it properly under Sarkar Music. And now, now I am. Now, now I have everything mm. branded properly. So I'm kind of focused right. on getting everything in a central location. And it's hard because professionally, obviously I'm an artist, but professionally, being an artist has been like five percent of my career. I've been a songwriter and a composer and a producer and a music director and all these other things that have really taken care of. Uh, uh, I guess taken up a lot of my time. So now I'm focusing mm-hmm. on really promoting properly as an artist. 
that's sick so this brings us to our next question uh, regarding spotify and everything so um so since the podcast is about independent people independent artists and everything are you signed to a record label or do you have your own record label or are you an independent artist so as a music director i i i i have a uh, like a i work for netflix so mm-hmm. as a as a music director i'm hired and staffed and with on salary with netflix but as as a artist i'm still independent and i have mm-hmm. my own record label and we do distribution ourselves but as an artist i i'm uh i'm not signed to a record label as a, as a music director and a composer i am okay that's sick man so how how does it work so just out of curiosity for an artist like me who's independent who doesn't know shit about record labels uh how does it work like so when you're independent you're taking care of every single thing but when you're signed to a record label what is it that you do and what is it that the record label does for you i would say uh i mean it depends it'll vary from label to label there's so many labels so in the us mm-hmm. everybody owns a fucking label right it's not that complicated <laughs> to actually have what is technically yeah. and legally binded um considered a record label right so um right so in, in that regard if you're talking if you're talking about um it just it depends on the nature of the label but what a record label is supposed to do is it supposed to help develop you as an artist it's supposed to take care of distribution for you it's supposed to take care of marketing for you it's supposed to set up tours okay. and merchandise and all these things whether or not the record label actually will do that is uh, another story you know so you're just there to perform to make songs like actually create songs that's all it just depends on the nature of your contract man it depends on what your skills mm. like it's not a one size fits all situation it it, it it's never yeah it's never yeah. i know for me like with netflix like um i i have a deal with netflix where like essentially my responsibility is to to do scores and soundtracks and create music and shit for them um but in terms mm. of as an artist i know so many artists that have been signed and a lot of times so it's a little different now i think because of social media so now now you're basically responsible to create your own platform as an artist first via social media via okay. your own distribution and then what happens is if you have all of these things on the table like i'm getting this many streams i'm getting this many youtube views right. i can get this many people the to come to a show yeah. i can do all this on my own now you can tell the record label hey look i have all this i need this so really it comes down to what you negotiate as an artist like it's not a one size right like what to you say what a record to, label does for yeah, you the leverage is that a, you have it's kind of like a very vague man it depends on what you negotiate so i would say as an independent artist in 2020 you need to build up everything you can yourself get to a point where you got a good social right. media following you're getting a lot of streams you're well branded you're well marketed you can you've worked with these artists you've worked with these projects you had your song in this movie and exactly. now when you come to the table yeah. they know who you are you're not going to a label it's a the whole different conversation you, yeah. and then you can say yeah. i need all this um but in the olden days it right. wasn't like that pre-internet was basically like a lot of times they were signing you and taking a lot of risk based on your talent. You didn't necessarily have this huge platform yet. You didn't necessarily have anything to leverage. Mm. And um and what they would do, yeah. the formula was they would sign a bunch of artists. They would just sign like mass amount of artists and you would look at the roster and be like, "What? Bad Boy like P Diddy has like <laughs> 26 artists I've never heard of? Why why haven't I heard of them?" They basically would wow. sign a bunch of artists and then some of them would sink 
and most of them would sink and some of them would take off and become hot. And so, so it was like a numbers game. Right. They would sign as yeah. many as they could and then certain ones would take off. Now, because you can basically mm -hmm. take off before you even have a record label, the advantage of a record label is that they have money have to kind yeah. of invest in what you're doing or they should, depending on the label. But um, the disadvantage is like, they're, they'll try to stifle your creativity. They will, a lot of times, especially if you come in without a lot to offer, they're going to take advantage of you financially. So you want to build your platform up as much as you can Definitely. independently and then, and then come to the table and say, this is, you know, that, that's the best way to do everything you can for yourself before you try to go to a record label. Right. I think I think this this makes a whole different uh, perspective. So independent artists like me. So I have a little bit of understanding, but it's different since you've explained it to me now. But, you know, there's a mis misconception when you talk about record labels. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, they deceive you. There's a history where people are like, yeah, that's there. I mean, unless just like you mentioned, unless you don't have the credentials needed, unless you don't have that following. That's basically you building your portfolio as an artist. Like, whom have you worked with? Why the hell should I come? Why the hell should I, as a record label, come to you and sign you? What what credentials do you have? And most of the times they won't. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Because now, now you don't need a record exactly. label to get known. Yeah, exactly. You got Instagram. You got YouTube. You got Spotify. So you got to be smart. You got to figure out how to market things, and and then and then you create this platform and you have something to offer. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's kind of like going to college. Before you go and apply for a job as an engineer, like right. if you come straight out of high school, you don't have any background and you're like, hey, I'm uh, be an engineer. Tata, hire yeah. me for a big job because yeah. I said so. Yeah, they'll be and they're fuck like, out of here. what the fuck have you done, man? <laughs> well, I'm really good at it. What do you have to prove that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'll be like, fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Cool. I mean, yeah, man, that, that gives a whole different perspective uh, for the record label thing. Uh, I mean, it's good. Uh, so regarding your independent uh, music artist journey, uh, how has it been so far, uh, leaving the Netflix piece aside? It's been good, man. It's, 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 it's been pretty good. Um, I built up certain platforms, but then the amount of times I just realized like, wow, I need, I finally developed the brand. I finally figured out what I want to do in terms of branding. So now it's just, right. it, it's just about centralizing things. And I'm happy in a way. Because I have a feeling that when I start finally getting everything central and on Spotify, people are going to see me get like, I, I, I think people are ready to really fuck with my shit. So I'm happy in that sense. Um, but, at, but at the same time, um, yeah, man, it's just been a trial and error uh, learning process. But overall, overall, it's been good. And the primary skill, the main thing that you have to have as an independent artist, and I'm not saying I'm a master because I'm not the biggest independent artist or anything like that, but, but it's really the ability to network and communicate with people. Like, at this point in your career, first thing you want to do is learn your craft. And after yeah. you learn your craft, then you want to start, uh, you know, learning how to market and learn other things really All that have to do with your craft. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you got to meet people, man. It's really going to, uh, most of your success is going to boil down to your relationships, man. Right. And that's in any field. If I come in at entry level, if I come in at entry level at Goldman Sachs and then I don't meet anybody, I'm going to mm. stay in the same job forever. You have to network. You have to hustle. You have to get to know people. Exactly. And uh, so learn your craft, 
learn how to market, learn how to do those things, learn how to brand, create your brand, and then build a I mean, shit I mean, I could, I could, yeah, man, I mean, I, I could relate to this probably on a thousand percent level right now. Um, so, you know, I'm a designer, right? Um, this has all been a learning like five years into the creative industry, working for people, working I for brands. It. Yeah, the... Uh, impact and the importance of having a brand so this is what i've been doing i mean i'm on the I'm, I'm on that wave right now like i'm building my personal brand like all the trial and error and all that shit like what works for me what doesn't work for me that's the reason i'm trying out this podcast shit with you it's like let's let's put out content let's see how it works and yeah man branding yeah, branding man. is an essential piece for anyone on this planet like who's trying to put out stuff who's trying to portray them as a business or maybe not a business but it's a essential piece like people don't really get it but it's really essential i know it stuck with me which was really weird mm. and i didn't expect that my initial picture like like on instagram and all my platforms was a picture of me recording a song in taylor swift studio in nashville yeah and that. in my mind i was like i thought people were gonna love that shit they didn't give a fuck bro i put up some little like eye-catchy logo star music crown and they all love that shit i'm like right. what what, what, yeah, what the that. fuck you this know how much easier me. it is to make a logo yeah. than to get taylor swift to let you record a song in her studio <laughs> now now if there was taylor swift along with the logo that would have been a whole different blown scenario like so well i could write a song for her too but yeah Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, so while I was searching for your profile, again, the identity piece, the logo piece, uh, I, I was searching for your profile. I'm like, there's like hundreds of Aaron Sargas out here. Like, then I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Then I saw your crown logo. You gotta look up Sarkar music, bro. Yeah. The, so you know what then I, mean? I came across your, uh, the crown logo. I'm like, yeah, this is the profile. Just because the logo was there. I'm like, yeah, the identity is there. That's, that's how I recognize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Brand identity helps. It's a, it's a whole, yeah. So this is how you came up. This is your come up. Uh, what struggles did you face as an independent artist? So, so this, I was on a podcast with my friend. I discussed my struggles over there. Um, this is regarding you creating music. Um, so imagine, uh, Aaron five, Sarkar five, five years back. What, what were the learnings? What, what all did you learn? What were the struggles you were facing and how did you come up with that? I think the primary struggles, and I'm sure every artist can relate to this. I feel like the primary struggles is like everything that's necessary to do things in music costs money. Mm. And especially in the beginning of our career musically, we're not making very much money. We may not have so very true. much money. So true. Yeah. And the money that we invest at first isn't probably coming back to us. Never. <laughs> so I would say my initial investment, like my, my, my first struggle was just the fucking money man like because five years ago i had been doing this for a minute so i knew what was going on um but um i understood certain things um and 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 that's why i think i ended up relying a lot on sync licensing working for other people mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. because i had to figure out a, a re proper revenue streams right? right um but i would say as an independent artist the primary struggle is money the second struggle is like um you know, like I, even me, I get hit up in my DMS on Instagram by like a million people that are like, Hey, can you do this with me? Can you do that with me? Mm. And I'm not even on that level, but it's like, no. So, so I, some people I can, and some people I can't, it's impossible. Can, right. Yeah. Like yeah, there's man. no yeah. way for me to work with everybody that would want to work together. So, so, totally. so, yeah. uh, so that's the hardest thing too, is how do we get the attention of the people we need to get the attention of? And, um, but my advantage was, my network was strong since I was a little mm. kid, man. So my sister yeah. dated, um, who was like one of the biggest dance hall singers, uh, Ray Vaughn, who was like, you know that song like Angel with Shaggy? 
I'm not I'm not really sure aware of that. Probably not. Okay, so if you Google like Shaggy, you know who Shaggy is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so like Shaggy and Rayvon and Rick Rock, they're all a crew. The original okay. group was actually called Rayvon and Shaggy. But mm-hmm. my sister my sister knew Rayvon very, very well. So when I was eight, I knew Rayvon. And so wow. that was sort of like the beginning <laughs> of him introducing me to people. Mm-hmm. And then um and then I got to know other people just by networking and volunteering for different things that artists were performing at and talking to them. And so so that was the one thing for me that gave me an advantage was like my network was already strong. But still, yeah, man, I can totally relate to the struggles you mentioned. Money being the main one. Like, you you have to be someone who has to fund your own dreams. You can't rely on the money of your parents or someone else's. I mean, definitely not. You can't be like especially that. Especially when you want to be a rapper. Yeah, man. Because Indian dad, Babla, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Especially when you have DC parents. Rapping? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Yo, that was sick. <laughs> yeah, man, especially yeah. when you have Desi parents. I'm like, you know, even if you're residing in America, you have that vibe when you have Desi parents in your house. I mean, uh, the level, I mean, it's justified. It's not wrong. It's justified from their perspective. But we know what we are doing. I get it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's a struggle for sure. For sure. I get it. Um, okay. So, uh, since we know you're an independent artist and you work for Netflix, which which we'll come later on the topic, uh, how technically are you involved into the music scene that you, so basically do you, uh, I don't know, do you produce your stuff? Do you like sit and mix mix and master your stuff? How do you do it? It varies from, from one song to the next. So I'll have songs where I'm blessed to have seven people want to work on with me. Mm. And then in that song, yeah, I'm only doing maybe a certain part of it but i have other okay. songs where i make the beat i record the vocals i arrange everything i, I, I engineer it so skill set okay. wise i can do pretty much everything um because in the beginning mm. i couldn't afford mm. to have people do shit for me so yep. <laughs> so 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 i was like fuck i need beats and and when i first started rapping you couldn't download them off of youtube like you do now mm. like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was much harder bro so so i was like how do i how do i get this shit um so i i just started making them i i, I bought reason and i started making them mm. myself man wow yo this takes me back man yeah that's exactly how i mean i could i could so relate to these struggles i'm like and the money scene like you could not so that's the that's the way how i started into the designing sector like five years back because i was into music i had to create graphics for myself i had to make videos for myself and i'm like bro this is expensive and i had that creative side and i had to learn all these things and on that journey path i'm like yo i'm doing everything for myself now <laughs> i mean it's, it it's all a, started out with me it all started out with me wanting to be a rapper right but mm, then it yeah. was like oh well i need this to be a rapper i need this to be a rapper exactly so, and i can't, so, I can't so, afford so it so my choice was yeah my choice was either to pay somebody Mm. thousands of dollars to do it or pay a couple hundred bucks and learn how to do everything myself and and, yourself, and i yeah. and i did now i'm blessed though because i have so many other people that want to come to the table that want to collaborate that want to work so a lot of times i i may only rap on the song not because that's mm-hmm. all i know how to do but because i have enough people on the team to only have to do right that to handle that yeah, yeah that's that's dope i mean you have to have a little experience about all these things uh, how multifaceted are you? What what all do you know in the music scenario and everything? I mean, that's cool. That's dope. And it, it was nice for me too because it was kind of funny how it worked out. So I wanted to be a rapper. I learned how to make beats, so I had something to rap on. But then people right. will hear them and be like, "Oh, that beat's dope." 
and then they'd want to <laughs> buy it from me. And now yeah. I got a revenue stream, an accidental right. revenue stream exactly. Exactly. to invest into my music. And, the, and then I, I learned how to mix this. Oh, well, you mix my song, I'll pay you this. Okay. So, so, um, so, so, so it's good to know as many skills as you can in any field you're in, but mm-hmm. I didn't learn how to do it at first. Cause I wanted to, I learned how to do it at first out of necessity. Right. Mm-hmm. So definitely that could have been a part of your grind while you, so five years back up and up until now, you would have been like creating beats for people, mixing and mastering their songs and everything just to get some bucks. So five years back, I've been doing this for a long time, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I've been doing this probably since, like, my, a long, a long time. Um, a long and, time. And I'm not, probably I'm not a that decade old. over. I'm not that old, but I started trying to, I wrote my first rap song when I was eight, right? Hey, do you, do you want to disclose your age, like, for the women that's, that's watching this podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just no, I'm kidding. 28 years old. <laughs> You're 28. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I've been doing this since I was eight, bro. And I've been making beats since mm. I was 13. So. Wow. 13. So, so it's been what, a long time. Doing? So five, so five years ago, I think five years ago was when I was on the verge of getting like my first big placement. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just, I think, I think what sucks about being an independent artist is I think that the hardest part is you're wrestling between this, I want to be creative, I want to create, I want to be recognized for my art. And then yep. this, I have to survive, I have to pay my mortgage, I have to pay bills. And then, and then so you end up losing that part of you. So I lost so much of me to like sync licensing and working for other people and I've even went through phases where I was like, maybe I'm not even going to be an artist. Like, maybe I'm just going to focus mm. on this because this is what's paying my bills. And then I tricked right. myself into believing, well, music least, is not paying. at least it's related to music. At least I'm making money doing something with music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, not what, it's, not, it's not what I actually want to do, you know? Right. Cool. Uh, so now since we know you're like pretty uh just how a, just how an independent artist comes up like you're technically involved in everything what sort of the music what sort of a music do you vibe to what what sort of music does sarkar music listen to who are the artists what do i listen to yeah like if i'm just like vibing out so so i'm a songwriter and i'm also a rapper so if i'm mm-hmm. just vibing out to music for the sake of vibing out yeah not hip-hop i might be listening to stevie wonder i might be listening to the temptations i might be listening to james brown i might be listening to boop and how's mm. Artie berman bro mm-hmm. like like i'm I listen like to all, all sorts of stuff right right everything right. but as a hip-hop artist i think that energy and stylistically my biggest influence was dmx okay and then, like, my favorite rappers are, like, Eminem and Nas. Mm. Eminem and Nas. Okay. Mm. That's sick. Eminem is someone whom even I considered. So, Eminem is how I started rapping. I mean, I'm certain a lot of people would be... A lot of people uh, started to rap, like, listening to Eminem. At least that's how I started. Yeah. So, what other artists do you listen to? So, if, if, if you... I don't know if you have a top 5 or a top 10 for yourself... But if, if you have to come up with the top five um, names of the artists, whom would they be? Like, whom would they be and why? So my hip-hop top five? Yeah, your hip-hop top yeah. I could say, like, Eminem and Nas tie for number one. 
for number and then one. Number okay. Two, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just make them one person, and then and then and then number two, it just there's so many things. So if you're talking about lyrical, or if we're talking mm-hmm. about um, let's sound. this is all all time all time uh, top five. Like not the current one, not the uh, older like top five. Your top Tupac five. is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's number two. Okay. Yeah. Um, Number three, I guess you could say, is uh, for me would probably be Tech Nine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's dope. Yeah, and then and then lyrically, as far as influence, probably. Uh, I mean, there's so there's so many, but I, I have to shout like in India. I would say right now, I don't know. It's really hard for me to make this list, but just for the sake <laughs> of like me showing yeah. love and recognizing, mm-hmm. I would say, man. I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of Divine. Divine is sick, bro. For sure, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge I'm a huge 100%. fan of Divine. So so we'll put him there. Mm-hmm. And my my favorite new rapper is Joyner Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also sits on my top five. Come on, bro. You don't have J Cole. What you're talking about? J Cole is dope, but J Cole kind of copies so many of the '90s rappers, bro. Like if you listen to '90s hip hop. I feel like J. Cole recognized and appreciated 90s hip hop and he's dope. We can put yeah. him in my top five, definitely. But um <laughs> but I feel I feel yeah, like I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. I can't give him top five in originality, but I can give him like he's lyrically one of the one of the best right now. But I I like Jonah Lucas better, bro. Subjective. Yeah. <laughs> how how about Kendrick Lamar? K dot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kendrick Lamar is up there, too. But you, you're talking about five, man. And hip-hop, like, you know, I'm looking at hip-hop since 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 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 Kendrick Lamar is up there, too. Kendrick Lamar is dope. I think that the only thing that I've ever had with Kendrick Lamar was when I listened to a lot of Kendrick Lamar, it starts to get a little redundant, like, stylistically. Okay. Okay. I like J. Cole more in terms of versatility. Right. I like J. Cole better than Kendrick Lamar, man. <laughs> you know you there's there's always this um, debate that keeps going on on the internet uh who's better j cole or kendrick lamar i'm like chill out bro just, so just... both of those guys are dope yeah bro they're... i respect those guys because they stayed true to what hip-hop was when everybody quit giving a fuck about what hip-hop exactly. was exactly exactly they, stra- they stayed true to the culture but still there's so many people like what are we talking about like rock kim guru mm-hmm. yeah, black yeah. thought there's Dude, there are so L, many guys bro. that yeah. still yeah, man. Um, there's so many, bro, that are that sure. are uh, better than those guys. Yeah, man. Uh, the thing about this debate thing is it keeps going on. So you might have come across this uh, Snoop Dogg versus Snoop Dogg versus Eminem thing that's going on. I think you might have heard it. Yeah, Snoop Dogg said something around the lines of like Eminem's career um, being as big as it was because he was white. And combining the fact that he was white with Dr. Dre. I, I saw mm-hmm. that in the interview where he yeah, was basically he was like, like... Yeah, he, he was, was like, he's not he in this top Eminem's 10. He was saying amazing. Mm-hmm. He was saying Eminem's extremely great. Yeah. But that to put him in the list of tops is hard. And I have the same experience when we're trying to put J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar in my top. Like, even, mm-hmm. even honestly, Joyner Lucas... I wouldn't say is in the top five rappers of all time, but I have to say somebody from right now. Right now, but yeah. but like, what about Andre Three Thousand, man? Mm. There's so many like great prolific rappers that like 
half of the people in this hip hop, this generation of hip hop, don't even know who the fuck they are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, man, the old, the the OGs from the back in the day. I'm like so many. So I'm 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 not generally a person, an artist who listens to a lot of old old school hip hop. But the ones that I listen to, it's like like you have to know, man, the brilliance, the diversity, the whole, uh, you know that. Brilliance like the what about big pun, man? Exactly, yeah, big pun. There's big L. There's um, Tupac. So I'm not really. I didn't listen to a lot of Tupac. Yeah, for sure, man. So many artists. So many fucking artists. There's, so there's Big Daddy Kane. I haven't heard a lot of him. Just some tracks. But you get that vibe, man. So I think I, I think my five, my top five. It just depends mm. on so many, so many yeah. different things. That, that, that But my a, top two that was a tricky question, though. That wasn't just like <laughs> that is just to get you with it. So yeah, I mean, people always have <laughs> yeah, a top yeah, yeah. five, and if I had to publish a top five, I would do it. But it's like, um, it's bro, there's the so place, many bro. artists, man. I'm like, uh, you can't really have a top five which is uh, you know like up to date and which competes. It's it'll be always be subjective. People would not like the people in your top five, and it's 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 okay. It's fine. I mean, but if you were to look at the two rappers I probably listen to the most for entertainment's sake, I would say right. Well, top three. If you were to say the three rappers I probably listen to the most, mm-hmm. they're as far as listen. I'm not saying that these are the my list. top five, yeah, but yeah. who do I listen to the most? Eminem, DMX, and um, and Joyner Lucas. And mm. actually, I like I listen to Hobson a lot. What do you think Hobson. about Hobson? Hobson is sick, bro. He's fucking sick. Hobson. I like Logic a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, you know? uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> so we have similar tastes in music. Yeah, Logic is dope, man. So uh, my my uh, the song which I created in 2018, Melancholy. Uh, it was basically a remix of Logic's song Under Pressure. Uh, that record mm-hmm. is so. I have these uh, top. I don't know if I should call it top five. So the song by Kendrick Lamar, which is uh, what was the song name? Sing about me. I have you heard that record? That song. Oh my god. That I that's a whole uh, deep song. Uh, then you have Under Pressure by Logic. Now, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Right? Then you have Under Pressure by Logic. That is a different song. I'm like shit. That I mean, yeah, man. These artists pack such diversity, such deep. uh such such depth in their lyrics and the way they picture it it's like wow they have depth in their lyrics but the thing is for me like if you look into the music they were listening to the depth was kind of fed to them man like yeah, like, like 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 the guys that came before them had so much depth and were so deep and were so great that then for me to take that and just to kind of do my own thing mm. is a lot easier than to be one of these yeah. guys who in the late 80s and the early 90s were having to come up with that shit from scratch like ice cube what about ice cube you know what i mean like these guys these guys who are like they were doing I this shit so in that manner what i feel is so that's inspiration right you're influencing yeah. people you're passing on the inspiration so the people mm-hmm. back in the 80s and 90s uh, of course they would have been influenced by someone else before them i mean that's how i believe like that is how it flows Yeah. It's just hard for me to acknowledge somebody as being better mm. than the person they took their sound from, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's subjective. I mean, I w- I wouldn't call it better. Of course they wouldn't be better. I mean, they learn from the best. Uh just like Jay Cole raps right. on his song Middle Middle Child, like I learn from the and best. None of, yeah. none of these guys would say they were better yeah, than they them either, you know man. what I mean? Yeah. That's how you, that's how you yeah. do it, right? You pay homage to the artists you listen to and that's how you uh come up with your shit. Unless you're one of these assholes, like like little punk who's like says he doesn't know who Tupac is. Yeah, punch him in the face, bro. J Cole and shit. He's a stupid motherfucker. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. But J Cole is a respectable, classy, awesome guy. So is so is Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. I love yeah. all those guys, man. Yeah. I love every one of them. I, I like G Easy. 
Yeah, he's also dope. Yeah, I I don't listen to a lot of G C, but you get the vibe. No, yeah. There's there's a there's an artist called Khan K A A N. Have you heard of him? I feel like I probably have. So his signature is he raps pretty fast. He chops pretty fast, and he's a sick rapper, bro. I'm telling you, like the vibe he has. Is so like, so like tech tech nine kind of yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's funny when we talk about like all these really, 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 really fast rappers. But like the people who were the first people to really rap like that, that, that fast. Mm. Do you know who Bone Thugs and Harmony were? Yeah, of course. Like crazy. I did a song with the leader of Bone Thugs and Harmony, Busy Bone. But, yeah. Um, but but like Crazy Bone, these guys, these these guys really. I feel like they started it. Hmm. Then you know, twist the bit of yeah. them, and then yeah, twist now it it's so popularized. Now it's but yeah. like, but again, it's hard to do, man. I mean, a lot of people do it. Uh, it's. I mean, I find it subjective. Like, you have to be really good at it. Like, how you're spitting and how clear are you with that rap? You can't just be speaking gibberish. It's all about. It's all about. It's all about paying close attention to the vowels. Yep, yep. It's how you write. Yeah, because I. I have songs where I rap really fast and people are like, "Oh, why don't you do that all the yeah. time?" It was on Don't Stop, that, right? It's not yeah. yeah, it was on your record Don't Stop. I rap way faster than that mm. though than I did on Won't Stop. Yeah. But it just depends it just it just depends on um it's a style. Like it's got to it's got to be right for the song. You know and it I mean? has a typical way of writing like how do you write those lyrics? How how the syllables fit with it together? You can't actually rap any yep. word with like it, it 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 just doesn't fit. Is what I feel. But yeah, man, so many. You know, I know, I, I know, I know one guy who can, which is crazy. My buddy Sycon. Oh, okay. You can give him any words in the world, and he'll fit and he'll fucking say it really, 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 really fast, dude. Like, like, um, like, because I've studied the technique of how to rap fast yeah. and you know where to place your vowel sounds and stuff. He doesn't do any of those things. He just anything. He just I can give him any of my slow verses, and he can rap them fast as fuck. And it sounds good. I mean, check him out, Sycon. He's dope as fuck. Have you seen my? Have you heard I've, my song Juice? I've heard, yeah, I've heard your song with him. Yeah, yep. he's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's got so much. He seems like an there. Indian dude as well. Is he? Is he from India somehow? Like Indian yeah, origin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad's from India. Okay. And his mom's from Pakistan. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's sick. But yeah, he, yeah. He, I've, he's I've just heard one song. He's a Daisy as well. That's like that's like mm. my brother, man. That's like. Mm. That's, that's do you have man. Do you have any more songs with him coming on? Like. We are making a, a Juice too. So like a oh, sequel to the song okay. we already made. The previous song, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 obviously like we we can. What happened for me was, I have so many songs on the table that I'm supposed to be doing, and like mm-hmm. so many different producers I'm supposed to be working with. But I get so caught up by like like I have 24 episodes of this TV show I'm scoring right now. I have mm-hmm. a soundtrack I just finally feature finished up featuring my favorite rapper K. Um, you know, so so so. so, so but but there's so many things I'm trying to do at once, so so it's like um, that was I was flattered for a second. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. I love your music. So so Thanks it becomes really nice hard for me to like balance. So mm-hmm. yeah, me and Sycon have songs that are almost done, and I just have to send in my verses, man. Yo, this is off. This is a little off the question topic. Um, so. I have this thing about uh, singles and albums. So, what what are your thoughts on an artist putting out singles versus EPs or albums? What do you what do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I've heard so many different things about this, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert in this field, right? But, no, no, definitely not. Yeah. But what I've heard, and um, one f- like from Russ, and also um, just just different people who are actually in like high res. Different mm-hmm. people in the game that are like really, 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 really doing well. 
they said that this is not a period in music now where releasing one project is necessarily great. Because if you look at the way that things are distributed, especially when you're independent, if you upload via, like, let's say you're using DistroKit yeah. or TuneCore, yeah. you upload it as one project, mm. it's there. Um, and, but what, what he's saying is that if you, if you release singles, basically, um, it's, it's better, better marketing. So, yeah, so a lot exactly. of big yeah. names, instead of releasing, say, a 12 track project are releasing 12 singles. Mm-hmm. Or one of my friends was saying that like the best thing to do. So I've heard people that say you need to release a song every single week. Right. Um, and Webby said that he was releasing a song every single week and then realized that that was stupid. Um, he, Chris Webby, he mm. was releasing a song every single week. He had like Webby Wednesdays or whatever. Wow. And then okay. Chris Webby's a big independent artist. Mm. And then he said that like while doing that, he decided he regretted doing that. Mm. Like he was like, oh fuck, I released all this content and it's kind of not doing what I needed to. So then instead of doing that, he started focusing on doing a song more spaced out. So I think for me, it's like it's a balance between quality and quantity. Yeah. Um, but for me, I would say singles over EPs or, or mm-hmm. projects. But right. I do think it may not be a bad idea to release an EP or, or a project. So it just depends on what you want to do, man. So what I feel... But for me, I think I'm going to keep dropping singles. Same thing, yeah. I've been doing my research uh, ever since I released all these like previous two, three songs. Uh, at least for an artist like me who doesn't have really much of a following, um, an album or an EP doesn't really make sense. So you basically spend about, I don't know, at least two to, two to three months on a project, like creating a whole album. And at least for an artist like me, you have to sit and create the beats for the whole album. You have to record the whole album. You have to mix and master the whole album. Then you have to work on the graphics and the videos as well. So that's easily, I think, a five or six month stretch. And that amount of work and effort put into an album, I'm definitely sure it won't bring the uh, desired amount of followers or listeners to me so yeah even i think uh, releasing singles makes sense at least for artists like me who are like upcoming and it's also better just like you mentioned in the phase of marketing like how do you put it out and you can easily target people better in that manner is how i feel exactly and you could do more trial and error you mm. can kind of look at it and be like i mean imagine if you invest all this time and energy into a, a full album that nobody's yeah. heard yet and then you release it and like oh shit broke nobody game. likes You're this broke. sound yeah man but if you just <laughs> drop the single you could learn from it and kind of do mm. better next time it's easier um but it, it just it just it just depends man um i actually have so just because of i'm kind of old school in my mindset i have like in my catalog i have like albums they're not released but like they exist and i have titles for them and like what i would call them and i have ep so i could drop like i could drop an ep so, a month so these would be old songs that you've recorded right old songs that you've recorded and a lot of my songs that i end up releasing which is really mm-hmm. funny man are like are actually old just like the shaniwar piece yeah i mean when shaniwar you said, is old. Uh, yeah just like you said shaniwar was recorded uh was i think made in 2017 i thought it was a fresh project yeah. <laughs> that was sick no everybody thinks it's fresh man yeah. but mm. if you've been in my shows then you're like mm. oh yeah we, we've known shaniwar for the mm. longest time people are like, well finally you fucking released the song but um but the original song the original version was different so what i do is like if i'm about to release it i'm not going to necessarily release the same exact version because right. it's a different time so yeah, like three exactly. years but so so if i got a song that's four years old mm. that i'm going to release now i'm going to change some of the sounds in the beat make it a yeah. little more modern mm. maybe switch my flow up but the actual song may be old 
the original right. song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exactly what my question was after this. Um, as an artist, how do you? Um, so every artist has a critical side, right? Like you have a critique in yourself. So how do you critique your music? How do you? Um, are you like very over overly anal- analytical about your music? Um, I am. I don't know. How do you do it? Like, do you really criticize your music? How do you judge yourself as an artist? Yeah. So it's really tough, right? Because you because you got the side of you that's an artist and a musician and a rapper, and then you got the side of you that has to figure out how to entertain people if you're trying to do this professionally. Yep. So 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 what happens for me is like is finding a balance between those two things because I don't like what a lot of people think is entertaining. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the shit that people want to hear is the complete opposite of anything that I would make would if I was, like, going in, going in. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I listened to records. I had a song called Money, and I uploaded it, and people were in the comments like, finally, you start rapping properly. You're rapping good now. Yo, this is dope. But to me, I'm like, this is the stupidest, trashiest shit ever. Mm. And then people are here mm. at Shutty Bar, and it's dope. It's okay. But people are like, they're in the comment section like this is the best song you've ever made and i'm just like exactly yeah this is not something that's in my head yeah yeah it doesn't match what you have in your head so so like i am very critical Mm. but i try to be a little bit relaxed and kind of listen to what other people are saying and stuff yeah because if i were to make music that i thought was the greatest music ever Mm. i'd probably impress some like 40 year old people who've been rapping their whole life Mm. but i i probably wouldn't impress a lot of the other people so it's it's just finding a balance man and mm. uh, um obviously you have to be true to who you are and my lyrics I, i'm usually I'm, I'm always talking about real shit that i can relate to if yeah. i say it yeah. then i connect to it but when it comes to the beats and the sound and the way that i deliver it and all of those things um i'm hypercritical oh okay. but i also know that like my opinion and what's hypercritical and 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 how critical i am isn't going to match what everybody else wants to listen yeah. to. You know Definitely. I mean? I mean, you have something in your head. That's but the challenge. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what I'm learning these days. So even I'm like... I don't like critical. what a lot of people like. Mm, yeah. The thing which you... So even that goes when you record your song, you're like, okay, I record it. So this happens a lot. Like once you have written the song down, uh, you already have a version of that song in your head. But once you record it, you're like, it doesn't actually sound similar to that. But you still record it, right? And that happens with me a lot. And when you, so that is something which you have in your head, but once you record it and once you mix and master it, you're not that satisfied with it because you have a different image of that whole song in your head. Especially when you're relying on other people for other parts of the process, Mm -hmm. because you're taking what your idea is and then you're expecting someone else to understand what your idea is. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually, I mean, I I would say it's, it's, it's been a long time, but usually now at the point that i'm in i will get something pretty close to what was in my head mm. the problem the, the problem is like i have to listen to what everybody else is listening to and then be like i i let that influence the final product you know just because um there i have to balance out being an artist with also being entertaining right makes sense yeah man i mean that's a wild side of being an independent artist is how i feel Okay, uh, let's let's move on to our uh, next question. Um, so let's just run quickly through this one. Like, who is Aaron outside of music? Like, what sort of a person are you? Do you what apart from music? Not a rapper. What do you do? Uh, do you work a day job? Like, just like you mentioned, Netflix. Do you work out? Do you meditate? Just, 
Nah, my salary and my insurance and everything is all paid by Netflix. So mm-hmm. I do okay. everything. All I do is music now. I, I've worked okay. in finance. I've worked in IT. Mm-hmm. I've worked in all that stuff, but I, I don't do that anymore. So. Right. Uh, so apart from that, do you like do something like do you meditate? Do you work out? Anything else? Is that some of your interest? Um, I go through phases, man. COVID has been a really bad period of time for me health-wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've just been Tell me about it. cooped up. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. But I actually, I, I like, um, I do like exercising. Um, yeah, like hanging out with my friends. Um, I love watching movies. Like I'm mm-hmm. a big movie okay. buff. I think that that was nice because when things ended up translating to me working in music direction, it was like, oh, that's good. I love I love films. Right. Um, I, I, I write more than music. Mm-hmm. I write stories. I got like this like comic book, like uh, I won't talk too much about it, but there's like a I got I got a story coming out soon. So, mm-hmm. OK, it's a good source for inspiration is what I feel. I like being funny, man. I like making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's there. And it's a good thing, man. I mean, um, uh, you're probably boring if you're not funny. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm kind of goofy yep. that way, yeah. It's, it's, it's all good, man. That That is how a person is supposed to be. And some of my biggest influences, even musically, some of my biggest influences are, are musicians, man. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. are uh, comedians. Right. Like, so, okay. so, so many of my ideas. Which, which, hmm, which comedians are you? Russell Peters. I've had so many mm. song ideas and like music video concepts not come up from music. Just be like watching what Russell Peters does and be like, oh shit, right. you know, this is he, something I could do. Yeah, Russell Peters is a huge inspiration of mine. Um, mm-hmm. Gabriel Iglesias is a huge inspiration of mine. So oh, he's sick, bro. Yeah. So I take like uh, I watch comedy like standups all the time. <laughs> you can't really expect uh, or think about where would you pick inspiration from, and I mean it comes from any 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 place possible. Exactly. That, that is the best part about being an artist. That's it. So about the song, uh, Won't Stop, which you released back then. Uh, so tell us a little about the song. Like, what is the concept behind it? Like, how did you uh, create that song? Yeah, so Won't Stop was from a really personal situation. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I, I got severely injured and uh, that resulted right. in me being really sick. I went into kidney failure and then I went into full-blown sepsis, which basically means like my blood got infected. And was trying to shut down Whoa. all my organs. So my heart was being shut down. My kidneys were being shut down. My brain was being shut down. Damn. I, I, I couldn't when, even... When was this? Um, Which this, year you was... This was in 2019. We're talking like summer 2019. Oh, okay. So not that long ago, man. I couldn't even Yeah, walk. it's not long. Yeah. So, so, so the, so the first thing was I was extremely hospitalized and that's what inspired the song. And then, and then it was also mm-hmm. inspired by just my progress getting out of that. And I was blessed because there were so many people that were supporting me during that process. Um, yep. Yep. and, um, and you know, but, but the struggle and also the positive, uh, side of getting out of that is what inspired me to write Won't Stop. That's sick. I mean, so the first time when we had a chat, I heard that song. I'm like, shit, bro, this is deep. Especially when you had Jada Kiss starting the song, shouting you out like, whoa, that's a that's a blessing. I mean, fuck. You know, and, and the crazy thing about Jada Kiss doing that was um, it wasn't a shout out. When I got out of the hospital, mm-hmm. like when I was conscious and stuff, I was listening to my voicemails. And one of my first voicemails was like, yo, Sir Carr. I heard you've been in the hospital, and I'm like, oh shit! This like, because is- <laughs> um, I, I knew Jada Kiss before. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, 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 so when we, so when it was time to create the record, I was like, yo, 
Shady Kiss, what do you think about me using that voicemail mm-hmm. and making a record? Oh, and he was that, like, of okay. Wow. That's so sick. that was a voicemail. Uh-huh. That was actually okay. like that was that was just a voicemail he sent me when I was in the hospital mm-hmm. and then and then I built a record around it. How how long were you in the hospital? Um so I was like hospitalized for about four months, wow, three of which wrong, were ICU and then, and then after that I was in inpatient physical therapy for a while. So and wow. then after I got home I had nurses and doctors mm. that were at my house every day. Right. Yeah, man. So it was sure. really like a six to eight month recovery period. And then after that, I had to have another surgery. So uh, it, it was fucked. It was long, bro. It, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was rough, man. Shit. But so many people from Jada Kiss mm-hmm. to Christina Million mm-hmm. to uh, Great Kali, the fucking wrestler, Whoa. like called me. Like, I didn't know like, that. What? Sure. How how, yeah, how how man so how how do you how, how did you get in touch with all these people like Jada Kiss Great Kali I don't know so Kali. so I've worked I, I, I've worked on songs with like Zayn Malik Taylor Swift all these different people so right. my net just just from different projects I I had a song in Fifty Shades Darker so and I've been oh. to a lot of different events red red carpet parties mm-hmm. so these these people know me vaguely and then um you know a few of my friends were telling everybody like whoa you know because they thought I was gonna die man. Yeah, like it I mean, wasn't like a matter of like yo Aaron is sick. Mm, it was like holy shit, this, it's this chronic, kid yeah. in his twenties mm. that we that we love is about to die. So everybody wow. was like, no, you know what I mean, and uh, and showed a lot of love. So it was cool, man. Yeah, man. I mean that is that that's like a blessing. I mean, uh, j- j- your your parents would have felt that for sure. But from sure. working in sync licensing mm. and you know soundtracks and stuff, I've, I've I've had the blessing of meeting a lot of people. But it was cool because I didn't know them that well. Me being sick. Made them care about me way more. So I got like so many friendships and stuff mm-hmm. that I never had pre being sick like that. I mean, I knew them. They knew who I was. But it wasn't that. But there's a beep. difference between yeah, being yeah. like, oh, that kid is mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let's go. Yeah. Let's reach out, man. And they raised a bunch of money for me and everything. They did wow. a lot for me, man. Shit. That's, that's dope, man. And it's, and it's actually like, it's pretty uh, great that you've recovered. Now you've gone gone back to normal and it's like it's 100% recovery i don't take any medication man like i'm that's that's, I'm that's so good that's like so good i mean that's a blessing man that's that's exactly a blessing like that's a miracle in that manner that's that's dope that's dope yeah and i came out of it a lot stronger i actually did an interview kind of about it but it was crazy how how blessed i was mm. because of what you would think of as a really horrible situation man and i got another friend right now who was really supportive to me during that process and he's he's you know, and I see you right now. So Blanco, Blanco, um, I'm just hoping for this. Yeah, man. I but, saw your you Instagram. Know, yeah. he, was, he was another person that had my back and was mm. there for me. And he was on a bike and got hit by a truck. Ah, so man, to shit. see him like in ICU um, struggling for his life is crazy. I remember when I was going through everything, he was like, dude, everything you're going through is going to make you so strong, strong and yep. cre- create like a platform. You're going to be bigger than you ever imagined because of what you went through. And I believe the same thing for him. He's going to get better and he's not going to stop and he's going to get, a, you know, you have yeah, just man. seen the beginning of that, brother. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 pray for just Blanco Brown to get out of this, come back stronger. He's the coolest guy, man. So humble, man. Mm, yeah, man. And especially so so since you have been like you've been in that situation, uh, you were sick, then you came out of that, you recovered. Um, I've been in, in a similar situation like way before in my life. So I so I think you would have like uh, how do I say like mentally and physically you would have definitely evolved like the perspective that you had in your mind before that and after that 
how how was your experience about it how do you view the world now which you didn't back then I'm a lot more appreciative now. Mm-hmm. Like more um, grateful. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird because when you're that young like that, like the ability to walk, mm. the ability to do what you wanted, I took it for granted. Bro. Exactly. I just was like Exactly. Yeah. I never I never I never sat there and was like, Wow, I'm so glad I can walk right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Wow, I'm so glad I'm not stuck in a bed for months. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm only supposed to be talking to nurses when I'm like you know, trying to get a girlfriend. I'm not supposed to be having them take care of me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So, 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 so I'm being silly, but, but it, I appreciate everything a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't take anything for granted the way I, I once did. You know, the nature of everything, like I, at first, you know, uh, when I got injured, I like, mm-hmm. I'm so ignorant, bro. I just like took it off. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm chill. And I was like, I was wow. trying to play it off. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and that was part of it too. When you have things like pain, when you get injured, a lot of times we try to be like, oh, we don't need to go to the doctors. We don't mm. need to do this. We try to play it off. And I think that if I would have gotten treatment right away, I probably wouldn't have been as sick as I was. So yeah, I um, yeah. now I pay more attention to when things happen and when my body's telling me things and I act more uh quickly than I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah man that's that's a I, I should have went to the hospital immediately after I, I got injured, you know? Okay. And I did. <laughs> Shit. How long did you take to get to the hospital? <laughs> like did you uh did you at least tell your parents or did you uh, how how Bro, my so, so 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 basically the person I told the most, I told everything because he's because he's my like brother right he Uh, understands more because he's closer to my age so the first person i told was my elder brother my other my elder brother's also a nurse so he was kind of like analyzing everything and he was like oh no fuck this dude like we have to get this taken care of yeah and then um and then my my mom and my um dad found out post that so i was in the hospital and i was just kind of like trying to keep everything low-key and then my mom was (laughs) my dad my brother was like no dad's like the the demo, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. my dad came and then i woke up in the morning like uh sitting there and then i realized my, my mom was there wow I, I can only imagine the uh the feelings the emotion that your mom would be going and Indian through parents like, are so yeah, protective bro. Yeah, yeah, so, bro so like i swear they don't, they don't, they don't <laughs> expect certain things to happen yeah, so it was yeah. like i was trying to I wasn't trying to hide things from them out of disrespect towards them. Mm-hmm. I was actually trying mm-hmm. to protect them. I didn't yeah, want right. them to, to like have to go through more stress than they have to. You know what I mean? They have enough going on in their own lives, but um, exactly. You know, at the end of the day, you're their kid. They're gonna care about you, so you gotta, yeah, you gotta be real. Now, my mom and dad know a lot more about me. They learned a lot about me during that uh, process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they knew a lot about me before. They knew mm-hmm. a lot about me before, but but the thing is, I had lived in uh, a different state for like eight years of my life. I was so okay. I was away from home for all this time. So like adult me and the like little babla me that they were always mm-hmm. perceiving me as were two completely mm-hmm. different people. So they got to know we're on a much more personal level as adults now because of everything that happened. Yep. Shit, that's that's dope man like i'm really glad that you're back to normal and things are working really well for you i mean that's a blessing bro that's that's really dope thank you brother uh um so regarding this issue uh like how do you so 
of course let's let's talk mental health how do you feel about this like you have it's it, it just doesn't affect artists it is a common scenario which uh, people go through but they don't realize what what is your take on that yeah man um i've battled i'll just openly admit i battled with uh depression mm-hmm. um and different things that happen in your life will will cause you to struggle with depression right. like um i had I, i struggled with depression even during my teen years and then um especially after losing the ability to do things like walk and being uncertain about what my future was going to bring right. i definitely have had a lot of like psychological battles um but i think that what happens a lot of times and i don't want to throw our culture under the bus mm-hmm. but i think that sometimes like in the indian culture we have a tendency more so like in america they like even in like the tv shows and everything they're like embracing psychological problems talk yep. about it yep. all the damn commercials talk about it talk about it talk about it in india they're like no i'm not going to talk about it so yep. that's that's shitty Preach. because we have to talk about it guys we yeah. got to have friends that we trust we have to be good friends to people when somebody comes to us and says hey i'm struggling with depression or i'm yeah. struggling you speak to love them, them. It's, it's, yeah it's a fucking illness man, yeah, man. you can't yep. you can't you can't treat it like something's wrong with them you have to love and embrace them and like i think that we need to be more supportive yeah about mental health in the south asian culture mm-hmm. and um fact but yep. yeah it's it's an illness man it's not like it's not some taboo thing it's 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 real health issues if our heart can have illnesses and every other organ can our brain can why too. not your brain yeah for sure so so we have to uh i think we just have to be supportive but yeah it's a real issue and um you know like uh people people don't generally talk about it a lot often and the ones who so there's a misconception in generally like in general which is about men uh, men trying to portray their mental health issues and being ridiculed about it uh, which is really messed up i mean uh, yeah there are people who are and there are people who so i've faced this i have people in my relatives or probably in my family who go through that stuff but they don't realize it because they don't know about it there are friends and there are people who are men who are like the masculine culture uh, they won't really portray about it just because they think it is weak just because you say you're not right yeah that's a messed up scenario so people have to actually learn about it support each other and that's the main thing which is what i believe yeah we have to educate ourselves right. we have to understand right. first off what mental health is and what these mental health illnesses are um and and like don't be afraid like Obviously you don't want to talk to everybody about things yeah. cuz some people are just assholes. Exactly. You talk yeah. to the wrong person that won't be good. But like you have to have people who you do trust in your circle True. and um there's no shame in and psychologists and counselors. Exactly. Yeah, it's and, not a taboo thing. And, yeah, it is general. Yeah, man, it's a real it's a real it's a real health issue. Yeah. And yeah, um there are a lot of musicians who experience it. I've noticed that people who are artistic and creative oftentimes suffer with these things i know yeah. i've suffered with things in different yeah, points yeah, in my sure. life some people But, take um, a different route some people helps, uh, so yeah some people take a different route some adhere to drugs alcohol and everything but i feel uh, it helps until a little time but you need to actually clear your head around and actually deal with that rather than running from it well i think that like it all starts with like when you start to have these issues mm-hmm. feel like when you start to suffer with mental illness mm-hmm. um a lot of times people kind of 
they have so many negative stigmas about mental illness and mental health yeah. that they begin to think that they're crazy. Yeah. They begin to think all of these things, something's wrong with me. Mm. They don't have anyone that they can talk to about. They don't feel comfortable getting treatment. Mm. And then things just get worse. And then if you're feeling crazy and you're feeling sad and you're feeling depressed and you can't control things, um, then you revert to things like drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You revert yeah. to anything to self-medicate. Yeah. And, um, and... What we what we need to do is we need to educate people about mental health so that people understand like mental illness is like it's a thing people suffer with and people should be getting uh, proper treatment and have right. the support that they need people to get healthy or to be healthier. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you know some of these illnesses are things that you will struggle with maybe for the rest of your life. But then, how do you manage it? What steps right. do you take to make things better? Avoid maybe it. not to make yeah. things perfect, but to manage it and make things better. So better. yeah, man. Exactly. It's a health issue. Mm -hmm. Fact. So we talked about the like lows and the highs and everything. Uh, you being in the hospital, you recovering, now coming back even more stronger. So you coming, like rising from the rubble in your life and being a music director at Netflix. Let's talk about that thing, bro. That is intriguing. I'm like, I, I definitely want to talk about it. Cool, man. Yeah, I would say uh, for me, all of my accomplishments have really boiled down to relationships. Mm -hmm. So like um, the first person that started really getting me into like doing music direction and films and stuff was a guy named Ricky Burchell. Mm -hmm. And essentially, if you listen to my song uh, Red Bull, what's it called? He was the second verse on Red Bull. So we had a rap group together. He was always interested in, in video and, and, and being a director. Okay. He started getting this big budget films and then he just brought me on board. Mm. So, so, so a lot of it really boils down to, um, for me, it was always being good to people, having relationships, treating them well. Uh, somebody that you think like, Oh man, this guy's just an inspiring videographer. Oh shit. Flash forward 10 years, now he's got a $5 million film budget. What the yeah. fuck? You know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. The transition so is So for me, it was just about making all sorts of relationships and treating people good. Um, and then I got song placements from pretty much all... It was all it was all because of relationships, man. And, and it was a struggle, and um, we went through a lot. But Royce the 5'9", was some, we were talking, and he told me that the key is consistency. And basically what he meant by that is you have to consistently work towards your goals. So if you have a goal and a vision, write it out and consistently work towards it. But you also have to create a reputation of consistently mm -hmm. treating people good. So everybody yeah. from the janitor to the CEO, treat them all yeah. good. Consistently. You yeah. never fucking know this, the janitor might become the CEO one day. So yeah, I mean, so that generally was advice also, that helped me a lot, and kind of how I uh, did you did you meet Royce if I went in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hung out with like I know him pretty well. Shit, that's dope, bro. Yeah, wow, him and so me, he's, me, he's and his, a... me and his little brother are friends. Like Royce the Five Nines, like I guess you could say is like a like a mentor. I, I call him for advice and shit sometimes. Mm, wow, that's dope, bro. I mean, Royce the Five Nine is someone that I in a man. Of course, he's in my top five, and I look up to that dude. He's like so. So blessed, so wise. Lyrically, lyrically, yeah. he gets, he yes, gets, he is, yeah. he is, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, that's, that's dope. So, uh, regarding your job as in like the thing, that, so is it like a show that you work on at Netflix or are you the music director at Netflix and you work on different shows? Like, how does it work? So, yeah. So the way that it works is I'm a music director for Netflix, but they, they assign me to projects. So, right. so 
there's a particular show right now we're actually in like production still so i can't talk about it too much um i'll, I'll tell you about it more later but um yeah we have two seasons um the people who produced it are the same people who produced orange is the new black so um we, mm. we have like a pretty solid cast it's, it's gonna be dope but uh, what i've been doing right now is like with the first 12 episodes or the first season is just like watching it a ton figuring out what approaches i'm gonna take and uh yeah yeah so basically um yeah i do i do work for a specific show mm -hmm. so how does your workflow fit into it so like you mentioned you have all the you do the scores for the show you do the music creation like you produce stuff like com mm -hmm. composing and everything most of what i do in direction it really boils down to supervision so the first oh, thing okay. i have to do is kind of watch 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 everything and see what approach do i want to take how do i want to how can the music change the mood mm -hmm. what can what what can music do to really uh, enhance the show mm -hmm. and then uh i don't produce all the music myself okay. i bring a lot of other people to yeah, the table a, team a lot of stuff. other people yeah, to the yeah. table because right. they don't just well i mean basically uh there's some stuff that's done internally and some stuff i outsource for so if i'm listening if i'm watching the episode and i'm like oh I want a song from this guy. Mm. Mm. Then I might grab a beat from this person and mm. have this person do this. And just the same way, you know, but my, my job really is music supervision. So mm. I'm watching, I'm communicating to everybody's manager, I'm making sure everything's being done. Right. right. And, um, and then I carry out the overall vision. So the actual vision is mine. Uh, but as far as the composition and things yeah, like you that, have the some of it is created by me, okay. but I don't have enough time to create course, every um, single yeah, song for, definitely. you know, like, like I rely on other people to do a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a intriguing top topic for someone like me. And I'm like, yo, this dude works at Netflix. I, I mean, I got to understand like, what is the work job responsibility? It's a, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's it's dope. fun, man. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Awesome. And then what happens is, I, so technically I'm on salary right now. So if they need me to do something else, so like if they're working on something for a different show, like right. um, Teenage Bounty Hunters, um, mm. they'll be like, yo, Sarkar, we need something for this episode in here. And mm. they like what you did with this episode. So go and work over there. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing today. But for the most, but for the most part, I'm designated to a specific show. Okay. That's sick, man. I mean, yeah, working for Netflix is dope. <laughs> Congratulations on that. That's dope. It's not bad yeah thanks man so you've been so I've, I've come across your article uh you've been mentioned by nba uh like that's a different accomplishment uh you've you've received an award from them like what was it about yeah so basically what i what i did was so a lot of what i do is like community outreach work mm -hmm. so I, I i helped raise the money and i had a vision for these after school programs that essentially like take like hundreds of kids in philadelphia and also in atlanta Mm -hmm. And what they do is they bust into these programs. And then in the programs, there's a recording studio where they can record their music for free. They learn how to do videography, breakdancing, DJing, everything. Um, but my primary goal with these programs is in these neighborhoods that I set these programs up in, a lot of, a lot of really uh, negative things are happening. Right. So I'm trying to create a positive outlet for these kids to focus their energy. And mm -hmm. then we use the program as a way to like, we make Influence sure they get people. their homework done. Mm -hmm. We make sure that they're, they're studying. We, um, we make sure they're eating all those kind of things. And then, um, and then it takes them home during the summer. We have them for eight hours a day. And mm -hmm. then during the school year, we have them for three hours a day. 
my job was more, it was my vision. It was my idea to create these programs. I directed everything. I carry out, uh, carried out this program, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of great, awesome people that are teaching these kids that are there on the ground. Um, you know, that I was fortunate enough to hire and things like that. So, so when, when were you awarded this award? Like, was it way back then or was it like just 2018 or 19? So the, so the, so the first program, the first program that I started in, in uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. was started out 2009. Wow. That's, that's and it back. was like, mm-hmm. ru- it wasn't that easy. Like yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. So that was like the baby project. Right. And eventually it became dope. And then I was living in Philadelphia so I basically took what I was doing there and I was working with the Wharton School of Business for like economic development and stuff like that. Right. And um, and um, they, they would like consult me for stuff. And then I would be like, hey, this is something else I've done. And they wanted me to essentially take that and duplicate it in South Philadelphia. So we duplicated mm. pretty much what we did in Atlanta and South Philadelphia. Right. Some things were different. Uh, just the experience would be different, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the one we did in South Philly, that's when the Philadelphia 76ers acknowledged what I was doing and mm. then through the Philadelphia 76ers the NBA got to find out what we were doing and mm. uh and uh gave me the the award for being the most innovative leader in the entire state of Pennsylvania. So Sick. it was crazy we were at like a playoff game and I'm seeing like all these players stand up and I'm like uh, yeah. <laughs> Kwahi Leonard was standing up because they were playing the Toronto Raptors. So I was like, yeah. shit. Like, uh, it was a blessing. That's a, yeah. Mm. But, it, I mean, so many people worked hard. I'm the one that had to take that. But, like, so many people worked hard. And it was way, way, way bigger picture than me. I'm just one person. And I was blessed to have a lot of team, people. man. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could represent a whole team. But, of course, that was your effort as well. Like, you being modest about it. Like, of course, a whole team deserves it. But, like, that's a whole different uh, achievement in, in all. Like, in total. It was cool, man, yeah. and, and and I'm grateful that they that they called me that. Mm. But like, without every single person yeah, that was course. helping, man, yeah, like it would never have been possible. That's that's dope. That's dope, man. That, that's a big thing. Uh, what would you like to uh, tell to the younger generation of people, artists like us who are coming up with their music, who are putting their music out? What is the message that you you would like to give to them? Yeah, I would say you know, if creating art and creating music is something that you love. Do it because you love it and continue to do it. Learn how to do it as great as you can. Um, but a lot of it boils down to like the same conversation I had with Royce the Five Nine. Always be consistent. Right. If your goal is to get there all the way, then come up with a game plan. Be consistent. Mm-hmm. Work hard every day. Carry it out. And always be good to people, man. Because you never know who's going to be like Facts. The, the most important relationship in your Facts. career. I mean, I can only imagine bro sitting down with Royce the Five Nine and having a conversation. That's like a... <laughs> I got a, I got, I, I got a picture. It was crazy. Uh-huh. Like we were sitting on a couch. Oh, okay. And then, um, just like, just like chilling. And then, and and then, um, but back then, I called myself Rel Myth, which stood mm, for Relentless okay. Ah Myth. Uh, wow. Like, <laughs> I, so it was, and, and so Relentless means like unstoppable. So my shirt mm-hmm. says I'm Rel, which mm-hmm. is like I'm relentless. relentless and his shirt yeah. says Prove it. <laughs> that's so, yeah, and we're good, like, good standing there. like we, mm. it was intentional actually but it's funny when you sit there it's like it's like um you just got to be relentless you can't stop no mm. matter what and you got to keep sure. doing what you love man sick that's sick 
uh yeah man i mean it's really dope that you have a great connection of people uh that you can uh look up to that you can get to like face towards just to get some uh help or maybe just talk about things i mean that helps that's that's a really good thing and you don't get it i mean some of these people are are binded by contracts and stuff like that so they can only work with certain people and they oh, have okay. so many rules they have to follow uh some of them will work with you openly and they have the right to do whatever they want other people yeah. have to like do actually what they're told to yeah. do because of the uh because of the stipulations in their contracts mm-hmm. but even the ability to just like talk to them and get energy from them and get wisdom from them right. is a blessing you know yeah yeah for sure for sure bro cool bro uh yeah, man. it was a great conversation with you i like i like really liked it and thank you so much for your time bro likewise man it was really good uh stay blessed stay humble i love your energy keep at it all right bro i'll talk to you soon bro yeah yep. bye